Benji, thank you so much for being on the Leading Virtuously uh, podcast today. So excited to be able to uh, dive in and, and share your story with our audience today. Yeah, amazing. I'm, I'm so happy to be here. I'm excited and I'm honored to be here. Excellent. Uh, so first question out of the gate is who are you? Uh, well, as you said, my name is Angie Tonini Rogers. I am a mom of three boys, so I'm a boy mom. <laughs> I have a husband. We've been together for 23 years. Um, uh, I am 23 a 23 years. Let's go, yeah. Angie. I love. I it. know. Yeah. yeah, it's since I was a kid, really. Um, I won't tell my age, but um, <laughs> I'm also um, a nurse leader, so a chief nursing officer. Um, and I serve in my church. I help administrate a women's conference every year. So I'm really involved there. Um, so that's, and I, I love, uh, I'm a sports mom too. So I love uh, watching my boys play sports. So those are kind of the things that I'm into right now. I'm also a faith-based uh, entrepreneur. I've got a, a small business that I own. So that's a little bit about myself. Woo. <laughs> so, <laughs> so busy lady, busy lady. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So uh, how did you get to the leadership position that you're in today? Uh, well, I am the firstborn out of three siblings. So I've always, you know, those firstborns, they tend to have uh, some leadership qualities just right out the gate. So I spent a lot of time taking care of them. My parents divorced uh, when we were young. And so I spent, we went back and forth and I spent a lot of time taking care of them and cooking and making sure they had something to eat and making sure they were at homework. When I was very young, I uh, started working at an amusement park and I was a 15 year old girl in charge of 99 plus people, uh, adults, uh, <laughs> scheduling them, uh, making sure that ticket sales that the park opened and closed. So I was kind of forced into these leadership roles very young. Mm. I uh, started pre-med in college and decided that's way too scientific for me. So I ended up in psychology and I started working with um, a residential facility for girls. And I ended up in several leadership roles there as well. And that's where really a lot of the leadership qualities um, really started to grow. A lot of personal assessments were done there. They did a lot of training on self-awareness. And so that's where I really learned how to lead. And uh, then I went to nursing school. And as I went through school there, I was chosen to do one of the graduation speeches. Uh, and I ended up working in um, some bedside nurse positions, but mostly nurse manager positions and kind of just had some different opportunities open themselves up to me and ended up in the current role of chief nursing officer. So it's been a journey. And I think really my first professional job out of college is what really instilled in me the love of leading uh, and love of, of um, really growing myself so that I could be a better leader. Yeah. What do you, what do you think it is some of the traits in yourself that have made you a natural leader? I mean, for you to be having 99 people reporting to you at 15 is crazy. So, yeah, it it must, you know, it must've been something, you know, obviously there's gotta be some strains that, uh, you know, are inherent in you your whole life to be able to be in a position like that at such a young age. Right. Well, if, if I look at it really in a reflective way, I, and I look back at my wanting to please my parents and please my teachers and really show 
my worth. Um, I always strived to do more. I've got several different degrees. Uh, it's just, I, at the very early age, learned that in order to show your worth, uh, you had to accomplish something. And so that's what drove me very early on. Now, since then, clearly I've learned that my worth is not in my accomplishments or in my degrees and that sort of thing. But, um, I just was very driven to accomplish and to do and to do things with excellence. It was, um, there were some people that were critical in my young life. And so, I always, that I turn that into saying, you got to do something with excellence. If How you do anything is how you do everything. And so if you're not given a hundred percent in this, in this space, then you are probably not giving a hundred percent in another. So I believe that you have to strive for excellence so that you hit the mark a lot of the time or some of the time. And I think the other thing is just uh, wanting to do the best that you can because that's who you're designed to be. You're designed to use your gifts and do the best that you can and give the best effort in everything that you do. And that's just been something that's always stuck with me. That quote, how you do anything is how you do everything. I think about that a lot where, um, it, so it, I, I hold high standards for myself and for others. Uh, but as you kind of lead with love it those things you you meet those marks a lot of the time so it's just a drive it's just a a, a want to to show up and do the best that you can do and be okay with what the outcomes are knowing that you gave your best effort well i would imagine that uh this version of yourself has got some uh, years of experience and wisdom on your younger self so if you could go back in time and coach your younger self, you know, that young spry Angie right out of undergrad, right. what do you think, what do you think would be some of the lessons that you would tell her now that you better understand leadership and management? Um, for my current revelation, it's just who you are is who you're supposed to be. So it, you, who you are isn't defined by letters behind your name or, um, getting an A plus in everything that you do or getting straight A's that certainly if that's an outcome of your best effort, then that's great. But if a C is the outcome of your best effort and you can say that this was my best effort and this is what the outcome was, then that's okay. And that's what you're called to do. You're called to be your best and the outcomes that come from that are, are okay. And, um, on purpose. So I think the focus, not so much on what the outcome is, but the effort that you put in to get those outcomes would be where I would tell my young self to focus everything. Not, not so much the outcome, but the effort to get there. Why did you, did you find yourself to be kind of like, you know, stressing out over, or over certain grades that you got, or, or in essence, like maybe putting in way too much time for the things that, you know, may not have mattered later in life. Absolutely. I think when I, perfectionism has been something that I've worked to unbecome because I, I had become a perfectionist throughout my years in Again, that striving for what outwardly looks like accomplishment, like the straight A's, like 
the degrees, um, you know, like uh, earning whatever it is that you, whatever that goal is, that outward, needing that outward uh, accomplishment to define who I was, was kind of where I was in my younger days. Now, I have not unbecome all of my perfectionist tendencies and I continue to work on that every day. Mm. But it is certainly something that, you know, I know there's only one, one person who can be perfect and it's not me. Mm. And so that you're always striving for something that you can't, you can't attain. You can't attain that goal ever. And that's not what it is we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be serving our purpose and serving the people in our lives in a way that is with our best effort. And again, the outcome that comes from that will be blessed, will be favored. I believe that. If you are putting your best effort in, you will have favor and you, and you will be blessed in that. And others around you will be blessed as well. Thank you. That's, that's beautifully said. Um, so, so, you know, the, uh, the show is leading virtuously. So yeah, I, I would imagine you, you saw this question come in, but can you tell us maybe a story or anecdote of, of where you've seen like um, virtue and business intersect in your own career? Yeah, I think uh, when I think about all of the the doors that have been open for me throughout my career, um, I attribute a lot of that to my virtue, to my moral, my, my moral standards and, and my values. And I will always say to people and people that I lead that I expect them to lead with love because I'm going to lead with love. And in order to lead with love, you have to have integrity. You have to be honest. You have to do the right thing when nobody's looking. And so I can think of a particular, uh, a few instances actually throughout my career where the leaders that I worked for were not leading with love and integrity and honesty. And so for me to one of the virtues also is is being able to present in a united way with your leaders with your leadership team when you are rolling out new uh, initiatives for example you have to present that in a united way to get people on board and when those initiatives are not based in honesty it is difficult for me as a person of virtue or attempt you know attempting to be virtuous to stand united in that. And so when you're faced with that, you have to have those hard conversations with your leaders about this is how I'm feeling about this. This is why I'm having a difficult time standing united with you on this. Can we approach this differently? Or can you approach this differently so that I can be aligned with that? Or there could be choices after those conversations occur that you have to decide to part ways from that. At the end of the day, as a leader, I have to sleep at night and I have to know that I am, my behaviors, my actions, my words are in alignment with what I feel I'm called to do and what I'm, uh, what purpose I am there to serve. And if I can't do that, then those hard conversations have to happen. And then those hard decisions have to be made. Um, so. So, so have you ever had to walk out on a, on a job because of basically like, you know, your leader and you were not, not in full alignment and, and 
in in those moments do you feel like your career was was better off because of it because i feel like you know and sorry let me preface that with another conversation just uh you know because i think like you know ultimately you know one could be thinking in your mind the temptation is like okay uh now this now my leader and i they're doing things that are unethical and and i'm now putting this choice to basically either like say nothing and you know keep my job and you know maybe there's other further opportunities down the road in this organization or to basically like speak up present the more virtuous road but then in essence the backlash that can come from that is having to make that transition of the organization mm -hmm. and uh, which can be scary for a lot of people mm -hmm. absolutely i think in order to lead with love you have to know how to love people well and in order to do that, I have to know that what we're doing is has integrity and it's being done in honesty. Um, and so I have examples where I've had those hard, hard conversations and that's helped turn that leader around and we were able to align and we were able to present the information differently. I've had other situations where it I had to make a decision to either step into a different role within that organization where I was no longer under that leader or I had to make a decision to leave that organization. I have had it work out all different ways. And I believe that as long as you're acting in alignment with what it is you're called to do, that whatever th that road that opens up or whatever that door that opens up as a result of those conversations that happen are where you're blessed to be and where you will be favored to be. So I, I, I can say that I've had it all ways. It's worked out, I've had to move positions and then I've had to leave organizations. And I would say that all of those decisions have turned out to favor me and favor the people that either I left behind or um, that I now am in a new circle with. So I think it's all, everything kind of works out for our good. If you're in alignment and you're doing what you know you're supposed to be doing, and it is scary. It absolutely is scary. But as you take small steps of, um, small steps of faith or just small steps to make sure that you continue to be in alignment, you, you see confirmation of those decisions that happen. When you are in alignment and you're doing what it is you know you're called to do, those confirmations come. So whether it's staying or going, you will see those confirmations. And it's not that it's easy, but I don't feel like I'm called to do the easy thing. I'm called to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what I have practiced to do. And there certainly have been times where I have allowed situations to take me out of my character i've chosen to come out of my character and you know you learn lessons from that as well you learn lessons from when you don't take the steps you're supposed to take um and i certainly don't want to be in a position where i fall out of favor very often so <laughs> i believe that i have to walk the walk that i'm called to walk in order to stay in favor and have others around me be favored and blessed as well. Excellent. Well, well, thank you for sharing that as well. Um, so, so what, uh, what are you the uh, most passionate about in your life right now? 
Um, well, I am in a season right now for sure. I have, I am really focusing on self-care right now. I, I think a lot of people during this time, this pandemic, um, there's been a lot of revelation that has come with some of the isolation and division that is happening around us. Mm. And for me, what I have been uh, what's been revealed to me is that in order for me to lead well and love well, I have to love myself first and care for myself first. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of in a season now where I'm taking daily steps to uh, heal my mind, my body, my spirit, uh, so that I am ready and able to lead others well and love others well. It's kind of like uh, on a plane where they say, put the oxygen mask on yourself first and then help your child it's the same thing with leading you have to take care of yourself first in order to be able to sustain the work that you have ahead of you and i one can certainly go 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 and do 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 and not take care of themselves but at some point that becomes unsustainable so my focus right now is uh family uh spending time with family really pouring back into family my marriage and uh, my own self-care. And I believe that if I, I reorganize my time and priorities to those things, that I will be able to lead uh, better. Great. So how can people uh, get a hold of you, Angie? I have a link tree right now that has all my social media on there, as well as information about my current faith-based uh, business that I own. And it's um, link tree backslash A.T. Rogers. So it's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E -E backslash A.T. Rogers. Great. Thank you. Well, uh, thank you so much for, for being on the show. And uh, we'll make sure that uh, people will have the link up and, and uh, the people to check that out. But thank you so much, Angie, for, for being a part of the Leading Virtuously podcast as well. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. And I'm just, again, very honored to have been invited to be here. Sure, no worries, thank you. Thank you.